0: Oh,
1: i'm recording right now and that's exactly what's going to happen there's been technical difficulties this is our second recording of assassin's creed oh <laughs> so good for that at least one thing i got is the tv working so that works i'm hoping this new setup i got here with the audio mapping i'm wondering if it was just something with the mapping so now that i've changed it maybe that'll fix the glitch
0: it's it's, it's where we're talking about the technical difficulties uh, Douchebags. I didn't want to. I didn't want to mention this in the recording, but the entire time we were talking, like if I'm talking into the microphone, yeah, I really couldn't hear myself.
2: Yeah, I couldn't hear myself either. I could,
0: like when you were talking, I could just hear what you're saying, but just not in the not in the mic.
1: But now it sounded fine to everybody. Yeah,
0: yeah, I can I can actually hear myself talking.
1: All right, well, nobody else wants to hear you talk, so everybody wants to hear me talk. <laughs> Burn! <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, for the second time. Three lives down. You got enough in there to finish me off? One way
2: to find out. Sounds like better the second time.
1: Gross. The
0: not still good, though.
1: This is not good.
2: Hey! Over!
1: Mario Brothers is No league too small. Brian, turn the headphones up a little bit. The audio is just a tad bit low, I think, for us. There you go. It's fine. Right there. It's good. I think you hear us a little better now, too, huh? Yeah. I don't know why we're coming through that mapping shit. I just put it on channel four so we can hear this shit. But like now we're coming through, and I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. I don't give a shit. We're moving forward. And hopefully this audio is much better. All right. Assassin's Creed for the second time. Take two. Take two, motherfuckers. This is how much we love you. We're doing, we went uh, over an hour on Assassin's Creed. And I'm saying, scratch that audio, let's do it a fucking game. And it's weird because we were towards the end. Oh, we were at the end. We yeah, we all we had not. to do was rate it. No, yeah, that was it. We were going through the facts. Yeah. We got to rate it. So anyways, all right, uh the video game. Let's get into that again so um your experience ryan i know was you just played uh what was it assassin's creed three the yeah. one where they went to the uh it was the american revolution
0: yeah it was uh connor was the native american yeah that was helping the
2: uh, yeah i do remember the native help, american thing help, now it did militia. look pretty fucking cool
0: yeah 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 Helping the, the militia fight against the Red Oh
2: yeah, and
1: that that was uh it, it was interesting to me and I got it for the Wii U and I just never get around I, I played a little bit of it and then I just kinda was like, The Wii U sucks, right? And everybody was like, Yeah, it does suck. Plus and if I'm not mistaken, like, Oh, okay, well I'm gonna put it away. If then. I'm not
0: mistaken, he's mm. actually related to the pirate in Black
1: Flag. Oh yeah? yeah. He's he's
0: like the uh, the great grandpa. Okay, ra- grandfather Or father, something like that. They're they're related.
1: All right, all right, that's cool. Um, You played, I think, the first one. Which ones did you play?
2: I played one and two, and I took a break at Brotherhood until Black Flag came out, and I played Black Flag and Syndicate.
1: Okay, Black Flag and Syndicate. And then I played uh, all of Ezio's games, and I played the first one where you play as Altaïr. So I'm, I've played the first four games in the series. I'm I'm curious. Did you
0: play the Jack the Ripper DLC?
2: Oh, for um, Syndicate. Syndicate. No, I haven't gotten the DLC for Syndicate.
0: Because I, I heard it was actually okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. You had, you had to play a female. Uh, you said assassin. the
1: Syndicate took place in the in France. London.
0: London. London, London yeah. Because Jack the Ripper in London. Yeah. yeah because yeah. you played a female mm-hmm. assassin. Hunting Jack the Ripper, who is pretty much had assassin-like dope. tendencies. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, because in, in Syndicate you play as twins, so that's how because so twins have uh, identical DNA, but they're not um, identical twins; they're fraternal twins. So I don't know how the hell that works. Dilly but,
1: dally, shilly shally.
2: Yeah, so yeah, that's how you get to play as a guy and a girl. So I got you. Uh,
1: so uh, the movie that we're covering for Assassin's Creed is basically gonna it, it takes a lot. From the first stuff, I think. Um, but uh, not really. Like it, The movie's his own thing. But so from the game perspective, the game you play is the guy Desmond. He's the main character. And he, uh, I don't remember again if he's, uh, he's working with him, if he volunteered, or if he got kidnapped. Because I don't think he was held against his will in the game. And he goes into these dream states. They put him up to the Animus. And they hook him up. And uh, he basically has, like, dreams of his um, ancestor. And uh, the first one starts with Altair. And in that you discover this rivalry between the Assassins and the Templars. And uh, they're basically two groups that are fighting on basically how to rule the world. It's almost like two different Illuminati's fighting each other. But one of the Illuminati's stands for freedom. It stands yeah. for like I mean, allowing is, people to be free and make their own decisions.
2: I mean, the assassins and, you know, don't really want to rule the world.
1: They don't really want to rule. They want to give freedom to people. But still, they're like a behind the scenes, like like the Freemasons group that are fighting against the Templars, which are the exactly like the Illuminati. That's yeah. like exactly what they so are. So would
0: you? So would you say the assassins are more like the Freemasons?
1: Uh, yeah, I would guess so. Uh-huh. In fact, I think they actually inc- incorporate a lot of that. Like, I know in one of the games you were saying, George Washington ends up being, like, a villain in there in the DLC for Assassin's Creed 3, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then like, in the games I played with Ezio, you start uncovering... Like oh, uh, Benjamin Franklin had some shit that was like this, and Henry Ford when he started in the Industrial Revolution and he started in developing cars and stuff like that. And there was and, some you know, shit in there about Da Vinci was, too. Like, huh? yeah, 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 Da Vinci too was. well no, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I'm about, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, it, all these different people who were like important in time had some traces to like the Templar group, and it was their way of weaving. It's kind of similar to Metal Gear. Metal Gear actually does the same thing in a way, if you think about it. Because Metal Gear has the Patriots. And the Patriots are, again, a group like the Illuminati behind the scenes that are trying to find ways to control people. Now, they wanted to control people so that they're not necessarily like evil, right? They're not trying to kill everybody. They're not trying to do any of that. They are trying to... like have control of people though and dictate now they're doing some terrible stuff in the process like having the war economy and developing that that's what metal gear does mm-hmm. but you have like solid snake and then they're fighting for freedom like the assassins and the patriots in their group are you know just like uh, the templars where it's just a group like even the members like one of the things in the metal gear was like oh you find the members of the patriots and like they're all dead you yeah, know? yeah. No. And they've been doing stuff since like the 70s or 80s in that game of the Metal Gear. So, um yeah, not, I, and I'm getting off topic on Metal Gear, but I'm just showing the correlation yeah, that they kind of took something. I both
0: feel it's like they were they're they were doing things they were doing for the greater good. Yeah. But not realizing that it's actually you're affecting us. Yeah. Yeah. And no matter how good you think you're doing, there's always going to there's always somebody that's going to just uprise on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, but the, so the Assassin's Creed game, you're dealing with the Assassins and Templars. And as you're going through, you discover—it's um, it, actually a bigger scope, though. It's like, Metal Gear has always been, like, kind of what people are doing. And, like, Assassin's Creed gets to, like, global catastrophe where you end up finding out that, um, oh, you're trying to find—at the end of the first Assassin's Creed, which is actually part of this movie, they're trying to find these apples of Eden. And um, in the game, you find out there's actually more than just one. The movie just focuses on one, but the game did us like there's like tons of them all over Earth.
2: There's there's six apples. I think there's like I a thought there's state. more than that, but there's six. Yeah, I don't remember. I thought it was more, but okay, six.
1: Yeah,
2: six apples. There's like a staff. There's a sword and there's a shroud. Yeah, from what I know. Yeah.
1: So uh, there's different artifacts basically mm-hmm. that um, that like unlocks these different temples or these different like areas where you find out about the very first civilization that was like a super advanced like race of people that were actually responsible for creating humanity. Yeah. Humanity. Yeah. And the humanity was like a slave race for them. But Adam and Eve break out and they steal one of the apples of Eden and they build together like a resistance force. And, but like, that almost doesn't make sense in the game though because then they're like, but wait, There's also this solar flare that's about to destroy the earth and wipe everybody out. So then it breaks down to these three people that are like uh, Juno, Jupiter, Minerva, and Minerva. And those three are from the first civilization. And then it comes down to, well, Minerva creates a weapon that can, oh, not a Well, I guess a weapon that can help defend against the solar flare. But Juno does something with that weapon so that if they use it, everybody will, like, listen to her and, like, be controlled by her. And they lock her away for it. And um, Minerva is like, fuck this. I'm not going to use this weapon. And Because if they use it now, like, they would free her and give her the power. And they're kind of like, fuck that. And they let the solar flare hit the Earth and wipe out humanity. Then when humanity comes back, they end up dividing the Templars and the Assassins, and all that stuff happens after that. So in the games, you not only are you discovering things about the Templars and the Assassins, you start discovering about this first civilization and the Solar Flare. The next Solar Flare is supposed to hit in, guess what, 2012 which was a big deal, Mayan calendar, the end of 2012, we're all going to die. So the Assassin's Creed games were actually playing off of that, which was kind of interesting. I was going to say the worst thing about 2012 was that movie with John Cusack. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that was the the calling card for the apocalypse, and it just didn't take. But um, there was supposed to be another solar flare hitting the Earth at 2012, and it gets down to a point, at least as far as I know from the games with Desmond – that uh, Desmond had the choice the same choice that Meredith has spoiler alert you know but these games are like kind of old too like we're in the Egyptian one so that's you know maybe about five years ago I think is the storyline I'm discussing right now and so Desmond has to choose whether to free Juno or let the solar flare hit and he decides to free Juno because he wants to save humanity and he gives up his life to do so and then there's storylines after that that take place after um but that's a little rundown of the game storyline of the game the movie does not get into any of this first civilization craziness because even though i think it is kind of a cool idea in assassin's creed is it's, it's kind of interesting at the same time you go down a rabbit hole with it in the game so the movie sidesteps that fairly well and good on the movie but that's the only thing it really does well in the fight scenes the
0: yeah, because yeah, they didn't even explore too much about the Spanish Inquisition No, that he that they were exploring in that
1: movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the movie takes place like in present day and uh, Michael Fassbender plays the main character, Cal. And his character is related to the assassins. Particularly the assassin that hid the Apple of Eden. So the whole movie binges on this idea about getting the Apple of Eden. I think I have here. uh, This is this is it right here.
0: Next week, when the elders meet, we shall vote to discontinue your obstacle project. We feel that giving you three billion annually
2: would be better spent elsewhere. Three billion is nothing compared to. If one
0: people no longer care about their civil liberties, they care about their standard of life. The modern world has outgrown notions like freedom. They're content to follow. The threat remains while free will exists. For centuries we've tried with religion, with politics, and now consumerism to eliminate dissent.
2: Isn't it time we gave science a try?
1: So that's a little bit of that where they talk about those are the Templars, and that you heard was Jeremy Irons. And he plays, uh, what was it, Dr. Simon Gruber? Yeah, Dr. Simon Gruber. Yeah, that sounds about right. Or
0: Alfred Pennyworth. Um, um, Alan, Alan, There you go. He plays Riken, Dr. Riken. Yeah, Alan Riken. So,
1: uh, Alan Riken, yeah. So, uh, and he's talking to Ellen look K. At, look at that bow tie. Yeah. The he's yeah, talking, it takes a
2: man to pull off a bull tie.
1: There you go. Jeremy Irons. Yeah, you're rocking it as uh, Alfred too. So I mean you're a badass all around. And you were <laughs> he's Simon the, Gruber. So right. you he's got this whole Elton props. John thing going on there right you now. Go. But and know, we're looking at the pictures here on IMDb, keeping an idea of the, the cast. Whoops. There we go. Um but he's talking to Ellen K. Ellen K as the uh character's name in the movie. The actress is Charlotte mm-hmm. um the name's cut off, but who gives a shit?
2: Um, <laughs> We're trying to get this done. Yeah.
1: So LNK is apparently like the head of the Templars, I'm assuming. So they're having a conversation here about the funding it takes for running this operation because they're trying to find the apple. And he's doing it through this scientific approach, is what they say, where they are um, entering their like ancient memories from their ancestors that are tied to their blood. That... Um, to find out what happened to the apple. If this apple, they can control people. And as they said in the clip you heard, you know they've done it through religion, they've done it through consumerism, they've done it through a couple oh, different well, things. Well, they did it through politics. Yeah, throughout time.
0: But right now they're
1: using consumerism. Yeah, right now they're using consumerism, but they want a way to control violence. And this is actually one of the reasons why here.
2: Looking back, it's clear that the history of the world is the history of violence. Sadness. Oh, yeah, I the economic impact of anti really was $9 trillion. Who the hell was the composer for this movie? Ed? We
0: believe that.
1: Well, um, we got talked over in that clip, so sorry about that. But if you heard in it, fucking Kevin, that um, $9 trillion is what he said was the cost of uh, social um, shit. I don't know. People being violent, social, um, anti-social, right? anti-social. That's it. Anti-social activity, anti-social activity caused nine trillion dollars worth of cost because people are anti-social. That, that's what he's saying. Yes. And we had a discussion last recording, we'll have here about how much money is actually in circulation. And when we looked it up, it's only like ten million.
2: No, ten trillion. Ten trillion. Excuse 10, me. trillion. 10, ten trillion. trillion. <laughs> ten million. Ten million.
0: Ten trillion. One one point five is uh is, is
1: what what we're in debt no, no. we're in debt no. like 13.5 the money Jesus. we're in debt is more than the money that's actually like coins and stuff circulating the world right. and i say we i mean like america i'm definitely not 13 trillion dollars yeah, yeah. in debt <laughs> please
2: we're, we're so deep in debt if
1: i was that deep in debt i'd have a better podcast system believe <laughs> me so um, uh, but no that but that's what we found out so like Nine trillion dollars is the cost of antisocial behavior. That's what he says in this speech. That's uh, again, that's um, Dr. Alan Riken talking. Is Jeremy Irons' character, and um, so they're trying to find a way to basically eradicate uh, violence. That's that's their goal. And his daughter is running up the project, which is Dr. Sophia Talia, uh, which is also the actress who played Talia Ghul. Uh, her name's Marion Cotillard. Cotillard, yeah, yeah something Cotillion. like that. So, um, let me see if the name. Yeah, we'll go up. with Talia Gold. Yeah, I-, I could pull up a better one, anyways, of them right here, the one that we had previously, uh, when we were doing this. There C- you go. Yeah, Marion Cotillard, and then. Um, yeah, what's her face? Charlotte Rampling is uh, who was Ellen Kay, who was the leader of the Templars. So there you go. Um,
0: I w- I wouldn't even go so far to say she was the leader, but I know that she was his supervisor. Yeah, she was. Uh, she's she, about I, as high up this
1: movie's gonna show. Because us. I seriously just think that, that she
0: was just speaking on the behalf of the Templars.
1: Yeah, to she's me. about as high up as this movie's gonna give us. We we have this train here now. The movie picks up right. With, we see the assassins back in like 1492, uh, back during the Spanish Inquisition. Ugh, inquisition. Inquisition, excuse me. Pretty much stating their oath. Stating their oath, you know, they're the creed, whatever. Flash forward to the future, which is also kind of also the past, where we see Michael Fassbender's character, Cal, as a kid, and he witnesses his mom and dad die. Uh, again... Watching his mom and dad die. His mom died. Well, yeah, his mom died. That's right. His dad's actually still alive. His his dad murdered his mom.
0: Now, and, I know y'all just... In can... full assassin's uniform.
1: Yeah. For some reason, he's all in the hood now, and he's got the blade, and he, like...
2: Because imagery is important. I guess so.
1: <laughs> and then, like, yeah, and then I think he, like, comes to his son, too, and I think I have, um... Oops! They didn't do it to me. Like, he starts
0: walking towards him, and his son leaves to go do some parkour.
1: Yeah, he starts telling him stuff like, "Live in the shadows. The not your own." Live in the shadows, and because
0: uh, there's a group of mercenaries. Yeah,
1: come and yeah. kill him. Well, from the Templars. Yeah, and I, I father... know not to kill him though. They did a Because later we find out why the dad killed the mom. They come to take him, and he tells his son to run. And his son, of course, doing all the parkour stuff that he does. Yeah. He was on a fucking bike earlier and tried to jump a ramp and... Smashed his face. Yeah, smashed his face. And then he He comes home and sees his mom dead by his dad. And is like... Wow, you have a great childhood, bud.
2: Yeah. And then he just decides to run away and does parkour across the yeah,
1: roof. Yeah, parkour across the roof until we see him 30 years later getting a death sentence.
0: <laughs> I was like, what? No, no. See, this is what happens when you take away the cartoons in their childhood. Yeah, right. This they, is what you get.
1: Yeah, they go to Texas and get the death sentence. That's what happens. That's what happens here. But going back to the dad killing the mom, later we find out in the movie when the dad kills the mom, the reasoning behind it is because... Uh, I didn't want her to do the animus because after the death sentence and supposedly Cal dies quote unquote, he wakes up and he's in this like prison area it's not really a prison. they like they try and paint it to where it's not a prison to him, but it's basically a prison where all these people with blood lineage to the assassins, are held there and they're put through the animus to try and let the the Templar see what the memories are because they're trying to find the apple.
0: It's, it's, it's funny and, when you say it's not a prison. Even uh, Talia Gould tells them this is not a prison.
1: Oh yeah, no. Yeah, but, but they're then, all being held there. It's all like they're being held there. Yeah, because then there's even a scene where um, one of the guys um, let me see pull up his name his name is Musa. Musa is um uh, is The actor's name is Michael K. Williams. He's like, hey, uh, are you done with me? And they're like, yeah, we found all the memory stuff. We're going to find from you. He's like, can I go? And she just like looks at him quietly. So it's like, yeah, it's a prison. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, even though she seems genuinely like she wants to help these people. Like Dr. Sophia is who I'm talking about. She seems like she genuinely wants to help these people. She genuinely does not want to hurt them.
0: Yeah, because uh, he when he wakes up from his... Execution. Yeah. He is not believing any word that she says. Yeah. He starts running.
1: She tells everybody, just let him go. Yeah. Well, the the backup before I lost my point uh, in making this. So, this prison, they're going in the animus and all this. The dad is killing his wife because, oh, this is torturous. And I don't want you to have to go through it. Yeah. So, he kills her. And he even tells his son in a later scene, like, I wanted to kill you too. But, like, I just couldn't, man. So... Yeah.
2: yeah, I think that was just a design choice based on the story and the director. Because it seems like no, there was no I noticed about this movie. There was no clear good guy. There was no clear good guy. Like in the games, assassins are just they're like made to be the good guy. And, yeah, you know, and the templars are the people you're fighting and everything. But that's, well,
1: they don't really set anything up in the movie either because yeah. no characters get fleshed out. You don't really have any characters that you really know or care about, and. So all their motives and stuff feel bland. Like I was talking to Ryan earlier and I was like, I compared this to like getting a steak and it's cooked real well. No flavor. Like there's no seasonings, no nothing. You know, it's just like a piece of meat that was cooked and it's done. Mm -hmm. It actually reminds me, I thought of this analogy, I was watching this uh, cooking show as a side note. It's actually pretty good. It's on Netflix. And it's like, I think it's like science versus cooking or science versus chef or something like that. What the idea is, is this the scientist is trying to cook foods in, in, in a scientific way where the chef is cooking him the traditional way on a stove with pots and pans, stuff like that. So like one of the things he does is cooks a steak. And like, of course, the chef puts like butter and all the seasoning and stuff on there. And like the science guy is like, well, when he heats it up, he loses some of the flavor of the meat. When uh, he cooks through, like the meat dries out in the center because they're doing a medium rare steak. So it's juicy. But it's not going to be as juicy as the steak the scientist is going to make because he doesn't really cook it. He puts it in some kind of thing that like cooks the steak. But when he pulls it out, it's like red. It's like raw because he didn't cook the outside of it. But the inside is cooked thoroughly and it's going to be as juicy as it can be because it didn't get heated. He then seals it and puts it in liquid nitrogen and freezes it and then puts it in a deep fryer to cook the outer edge. This way, he freezes it to protect the center of the steak, and then the deep fryer cooks it to the point of the barrier where the liquid nitrogen made, where it froze it, and it cooks through that, so when you eat it, it's not gonna be icy cold, it's all, it's all cooked through, but it didn't cook far enough to hurt the juiciness of the steak. So it was like a scientific way. It was interesting, it's an interesting show. We got the scientist steak with this movie, and we didn't get the cook steak because when it ended up on there, the cook was impressed with the steak. It's good, yeah, but he ain't touching the fucking cook steak. It had butter, it had rosemary stuff, it had all the seasoning and everything. Like he—that's that, the sequel. He, yeah, he cooked the steak. So yeah. this movie is the scientist steak. So <laughs> because that's really what it was. It was just a meat without anything else. You know? Um, So it's pretty much saying
0: you did all these different things to this movie. It just didn't turn out what we wanted.
1: Well, yeah, because look, you, they're, they're, okay, so, let's get into when he goes, we've got into the main plot of the story and what happens in like today's storyline. That's today's storyline. They're trying to find the apple. When you go into the past is where I think you get the good stuff. In the past when you're seeing his ancestor you see them they're trying to fight the Templars also and they're doing it there and um, they're trying to protect this Apple of Eden but the their uh, leader, the king or the well, sultan?
2: I think I think the sultan was just the leader of that land because the Spanish Inquisition. But he was
1: good. also part of the assassins in some way. Like they yeah, were. I think just he just had ownership. Like I think
2: he, I think he just had ownership of that of the apple, and they maybe. were just trying to protect the apple.
1: Maybe they were trying. The end of the day, they were trying to protect the apple, but the Templars yeah. had the sultan's son, yeah. and they knew that he's going to give that apple up for his son. So the assassins are trying to stop. That's the storyline for the ancestors plot. In that, though, that's basically it. That's the storyline. You don't get much more than that, but you get a lot of great fight scenes. And that's really all they use the backstory for. Now, in the video games, especially the first video game, the first Assassin's Creed, it was all about the past. Like, you playing as Desmond in the present was like uh, whatever. So Desmond's not the main character of this movie. It's this guy, Cal. So, it, like, the movie just kind of did... They're, like I don't even think they're in any of the games. They're just different people, different stuff happening. Same same format, but different characters. Exactly. It's just different.
2: So yeah, they just pulled a couple of things from the game to be recognizable. I yeah, yeah. And
1: I, yeah, that's that's all they did. So in, in this one, um, they just kind of go back. I think they only really go to the past like three different times. And in those three times, we get some pretty decent fight scenes, some pretty cool stuff, especially the second one. Where they were um, about to be killed, burned alive at the stake, and they escape and they're running through the city and they're running up walls and running over rooftops. And it's like just like the game. Like you can feel the spirit of the game yeah. in that scene. And you're like, okay, this is like. Yeah, they got like, some awesome parkour.
2: And yeah, that. they yeah.
1: do. They do have some really good stuff. And there's some decent stuff in this movie here. But. Then when you go back to the present where you're getting like the story and the plot, it, it's nothing. It's There's so many characters because we've talked about the few characters that are important. But then they introduce like all these other uh, people who are being held in this quote unquote prison that are like have lineage to the Assassin's Creed. And these guys are just like, you know, just sitting around.
2: Yeah. You know, we like, only get the name of that one, Musa. And Moose, the other ones don't even have names.
1: They got names because I have them here, probably. I can, like, Nathan. I don't remember that name even being said, but yeah, Nathan's I don't one of them. Callum might as
0: well just call them Other
1: Guy. Yeah, Other Guy 1, Other Guy 2. <laughs> but, like, nobody <laughs> Asian gets. Hazen Chick. Yeah. <laughs> nobody gets fleshed out in this. Nobody gets their really time to shine in this. And it's just at the end, they help him break out. Honestly. This movie should have cut all that nonsense out. If they would have trimmed the fat with that and cut all that out, it would have been a nice, juicy steak. Well, they cut it out and then they added more development, probably more backstory on the past. If they just yeah. focus on the past characters and the yeah. actual assassins, like the game, the game, you're mainly playing in the past. Yeah, the game. So focus the movie yeah, on the
0: past. I mean, we, we can we can play ring and Rosie around the game all day. It's like, I'm looking at the title of the movie. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking I'm getting myself into. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it, they might as well just showed him in his white scrubs. Yeah, I on, agree. On, on the title of the movie.
1: Yeah, I agree with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, it would have been more interesting if they did it, like, the game where, like, maybe Cal did not know anything about these Templar stuff. Because... He don't really know, but they're kinda open and telling him what they're doing. They just don't really say that they're as disposable as what he what he kinda thinks or maybe knows. But like they could have just like had it where it was more like a mystery with Cal trying to figure shit out. Yeah. And they could have did small segments of that and we focus more on the past and we have all these different action scenes and stuff and we just get more fleshed out character that we actually care about. Yeah, because it, it kind of yeah. seemed
0: like he's like, I know nothing about my bloodline. Yeah. No. Then once he's kind of into it, yeah, I know a lot about my
1: bloodline. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> well, really? they they do they, get some of this. Oh, I'm sorry, what you were about to say, Kev? Yeah,
2: you know, I think it, it, that kind of goes back to like I was saying. There's no clear good guy or bad guy in this movie. No.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And um, because either, he's either going, you're a, in a prisoner name. or you're an asshole. Yeah. In this movie. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So um, we do get. Um, some stuff in here. Uh, let me see. So we get this about the bleed over effect. So because Cal's using the animus, he is starting to see the past in the present. More or less, he's actually like getting trained by his ancestor, like how to fight and stuff. Like, like he's huge. living yeah. his ancestors and They don't really
2: do a good job of explaining that either. No,
1: like. they don't. But they don't explain a lot of stuff in here. Yeah, it, like, it's kind of like here it is. Yeah, well, here this is.
2: The hallucinations are what we call the bleeding effect.
0: Images of your regression layer themselves over your present day field of vision. If you allow me, I can teach you how to control them. Stand down, I have this.
1: Let it be. What is it? The machine.
0: It's genetic memory. By using the animus, we can relive the
1: lives of those who made us who we are. So he's he's reliving the lives uh, with the animus, yeah, as we stated before. And he's getting a bleed-over effect. Where we're starting to see things, and we get we get small bits of dialogue like that that just give us enough to explain a little, but we don't dig too much into it because why bother? So, and and, because they're running two different like storylines almost simultaneously. You got the past and the present, but in both of them just don't get much because there's so much going on in both of them that it's just hard. It's it's so much they're trying to show us.
0: Yeah. It's like it's a little bit of dialogue and it's like, okay, let's get into it.
1: Yeah. Um, So, and then uh, so after we get that, um, it, it, we get to the ending which of course we end up finding out that you know the main character Cal, his ancestor knows what happens to the apple and he gave it to Christopher Columbus why not Niggas around that time
2: yeah 1492 Whatever. gee I thought discovered. that year sounded familiar yeah well uh, deja vu there Kevin yeah mm-hmm. I think vu. I've heard this before <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's almost like we did an earlier recording of this sure.
1: but that would never happen right no it never happened we would so, suck at that point yeah um, so we find out he gives the apple to Christopher Columbus so it's in his grave and that like which is like alright it's such a large jump like a conclusion like Christopher Columbus when did he die?
2: I have no idea I'm-
1: There,
0: there was no there was no hints even dropped about like you know no mentioning of 1492 that's when America was discovered and you know now, that once even they mentioned about Christopher Columbus, like, throughout the movie.
1: So he died in, in 150- 1506. 1506. Yeah. So from 1492 to 1506, it was like almost, what,
2: 8, 6, like 13, 14 years? Yeah, but you see, they said his remains were in the Seville Cathedral. They weren't put in that cathedral until 1898, according to the, the Wikipedia here. Really? Yeah.
1: So he wasn't put in there until 1898? Yeah. So how would the fucking apple be in there? Yeah. <laughs> so because there's a there's a line of dialogue in here that I didn't get the drop where he's like, he tells Christopher Columbus, keep it with him till you die. You you die with this.
2: He's like, I'm going to take it to my grave. So they're like, yeah.
1: oh, the cathedral's where he's buried. Let's go there. But it's like, he had that in 1492. So you had about roughly 12, 14 years um, what eight and six It's fourteen? Um Fourteen years. He could have done anything with that fucking apple. How do you know he still kept it? Mm-hmm. How do you know he didn't just put it somewhere else? Didn't use it for something or, or whatever the case is. You just make the assumption he's buried with it. Why do you know he didn't maybe just decide to give it to somebody else? Yeah. No, we just make a streamlined assumption. And then he wasn't even buried there originally.
2: Yeah.
1: He yeah. was buried somewhere else. And then went there in the 1800s, which is, like, um, 200, like, two centuries later. <laughs> so, um, Like, two centuries later, just like, oh, wait, weren't we supposed to bear this with him? Yeah. Oh, so, shit. So we got we've got move. $9 trillion of damages from um, anti-social behavior and Christopher Columbus being buried two different places, but we're just gonna make the assumption because hurry up, movie. We need to get we need to get to the point. We don't have yeah, time. I mean, Christmas they, is they, coming, y'all. Yeah. We're then not,
2: when they show up at the cathedral and they're just like they don't have to open his tomb or look for it. Just no. some guy comes out with a chest and opens it. Yeah, it, like it just here. opens
1: up. There, here's the apple. No problem. I know you're Simon Gruber. We don't want any problems. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Simon oh. says,
2: "Give me the apple. Give me the apple.
1: It, it, oh for shit! Okay. It's just like Dhar of the Vengeance. All right, give."
0: great we loved you in that movie
1: and then we get the confusing ending to me because the whole time Dr. Sophia has been played up like maybe a good guy like maybe a hero not a hero but like maybe like a love interest to Cal or something like that so Michael Fassman character so um at the very end so her dad's giving the speech and he's getting all the credit for it even though she's the one who found the apple and we, you know, we get a line of that too, and her dad's giving a speech, and we see that the uh, the assassins, like Cal, and his little group of assassin people, he made friends with instantly without and any. At first, they didn't like anything. him. Yeah, That's... at first they didn't like him, except for Musa. I think he was like, well, we'll see. He's you on the know. fence. Yeah, yeah. he's on the fence. They're all cool with him now. They all break out, and they're going to assassinate her dad. So she's like, that's cool, because she has some problems, like, with the way he handled the whole situation. He was ready to kill all the assassin guys, and the way that her dad is just like, oh, I'm just going to deal with the Templars and just work with them. So he, she she's like, all right, kill my dad. And then dad's dead, and then she gives us this line here.
0: Well, retrieve the artifact for the elders, which I want for me.
1: So she's going to retrieve the artifacts, or the artifacts, she's going to get the apple back and get it for herself. So I'm assuming she's against the Templars and also against the assassins mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, she,
0: yeah. she also figures that what she's
2: doing is for the greater good.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, as that well. seems to
2: be the central theme here. Everybody yeah. has their own idea. Well,
1: yeah, they, they're they all, the Templar side at least, and her in particular, are all gung ho about getting rid of violence. We're just going to eradicate violence, which already sounds like a fucking batshit crazy idea.
2: Yeah, well, even with their version of the Assassins, and they put such a big emphasis on the word creed. Oh, this is our creed. Yeah, creed. yeah, yeah. You know, that, like, they made them seem like zealots, which I ain't never seen that in the game.
0: Like I said, I, I might have seen something like that before in a movie called Demolition Man. Yeah. Where there was no violence, no nothing. Yeah. But there's always something shady happening in the background.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I guess she would, um I don't know. I, I mean, because they don't explain the apple either. Like, they're saying it has the the knowledge or
2: somehow this apple has a genetic map for free will or something yeah so
1: like I think of it like dark side I guess if you ever read the comics and you've read into the um, final crisis yeah Dark Side finds out an equation. The anti life equation. The anti life equation, which is a way of being able to mind control everybody. And he creates like this army of like some of the superheroes and villains start working for Dark Side in this comic by some weird anti life equation. Like when you see it, you just realize all things are like meaningless or like all things are Dark Side or something like that.
2: Yeah. Like all his, the idea is that. Uh, seeing the anti-life equation you realize that there is no true meaning to life and like that's supposed to make you lose so much hope that you just automatically put your faith in dark side. Yeah. So
1: that I don't know if that apple does some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't explain anything, but apparently you could just control everybody with the Apple. Yeah. I, I assume. In the games, the Apple would give the holder like some kind of powers. Like I remember the um, the first game when you get to the end the guy you fight gets the apple and he's like flying around and shooting stuff at you. And it's like a completely different fight that you're having yeah, from what you typically have in the game. Yeah. And The, in,
2: the pieces of Eden in the games are really kind of do sex mocking They just do what the game needs them to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's like a simple story fixes to just like, all right, move the plot along. We need something like this to happen. So the apple does it. So then that's kind of how the movie uses it. Like, oh, yeah, this will solve. It's, it's like, oh, we need this apple. Why? Uh, because. Let's get you hooked up. Yeah. Yeah. We like, we need what? this apple. Don't worry about it. It'll solve everything. It'll fix violence. Something that's been a problem from day one. And yeah. It's it's like how's that gonna fix fines? Don't know. Yeah, But yeah, hey, yeah. let's
0: let's uh let's find that apple though.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's find that apple. Um okay.
2: Yeah. That that high note at the end. So lonely. It sounds like me in a shower.
1: There you go. Um, but yeah. that's Running through this movie for the most part. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything that we might have missed on this that Anybody
0: we'd... have a problem with the uh with the actual machine?
1: Oh, let's get into the machine. Yeah. yeah, that bullshit. So in the games it was simply like a dream machine. You lay they like lay down and they would just kind of be out. And you would see like what they're experiencing, and their dream would actually be like the recreation of their ancestors' history. Now, why why couldn't he do that in the movie? I don't know. No. We had to have them actually act out what happens.
2: Yeah, the, the in the movie it's this arm thing with like they wear a harness and it hooks up to them around the waist and they're like it, when you're climbing up a wall it picks you up in the air and then like when you're rolling it like moves with you and it's like why? It's, yeah.
0: we need to see Michael Fassbender's muscles flex. Mm-hmm. And I heard we, a, we a lot
2: this. of people criticize it,
1: except for I think I saw the review with Angry Joe, which we mentioned earlier in the last recording. And uh, Angry Joe was kind of like, well, it was all right. It was cool. But I didn't really care for it. I felt like it, it was it was kind of a dumb idea because a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. What if you're running in place and you're running a far distance? Like, all that running around through buildings and stuff like that, like, they didn't have enough room for that in that room. Like, how? And this thing's contraptions, it, it, like, holding it, it them. Look,
0: it looked like he was running in a small four-sided room.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: but yeah, he's hopping from building to building in the pe- um I'm getting fucking flustered and mixed up here. Yeah, 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 yeah. But,
1: but basically, yeah. So the, the thing's just holding him and moving him around and like picking him up and like he's doing like these high dives and they like and, grab him and like just drop him down and then stop him before he falls. But like he's definitely not falling as far as what they're actually jumping in history. Like yeah,
2: that's the part I don't get. Is that at the last scene uh, with um, Aguilar, which is the name of Cal's ancestor? Yes, they are calling him
1: Aguilar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, When he does the scary? leap, of fa- when he does the leap of faith, which is like the famous thing from Assassin's Creed. You've never played, fa- you've yeah. never played it, where they jump off really high buildings. Yeah, uh, the machine somehow drops or him so hard started. that it breaks. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be holding yeah, him yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, like, it can't drop him that far.
1: Like it, that, it just that didn't even make sense. It should have just been a dream. Like th- they're gonna do that. There's no need for that. Like I, I, I see that they were trying to like, okay, it's based off the game, but it's a, our like idea, and it's based off the game, and we have stuff in here that's like representative of the game, and they did capture some of the spirit. So like, the fight scenes were really great. I mean, there was a lot of well done uh, choreography on on these fights. They're jumping through buildings, running on the side of walls. They're having these different fight scenes, and like those were great. What wasn't as great is when you cut from the fight scene and you see Michael Fassbender hooked up to like a Doc Ock's arm that they found and like grabbed him <laughs> oh. with and start moving him around places. And it's like, well, this is stupid. Well, and then you well, get back up. to this. wait, wait,
2: wait. This this movie was made by Fox, wasn't it? Foxy? I'm going to say, hold up, gents.
1: Fan guess.
0: theory. Listen, yeah. uh, bear with me here. Maybe he's Magneto. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- i was gonna maybe say because so. maybe, like, so.
2: maybe the, i think this movie actually was produced by 20th century fox yes it, it was, was 20th yes it century was fox. that was so, like, the opening. Yeah, they had yeah. the arm left over from the first two spider-man movies well but they didn't do that huh yeah fox I, did the first
1: I, spider-man that no, was no. sony
2: no no that was sony which one yes. they, they did one of them fox has the x-men and stuff yeah fox has the x-men stuff yeah, X-Men stuff. yeah. But who made Deadpool. the second ones then the second Sony, one. Sony, they um, made both of the, them. Um, Sony
1: they, did the first ones with Tobey Maguire. Sony did the remakes with the other guy. Andrew and then Garfield. Now Marvel's doing it with Disney, but like Sony is like still getting a piece of the pie. Did, but did you okay. hear? Did you hear Disney trying to buy Fox? I heard that, but then I heard that they they stopped. But, but I don't know maybe they still do. it yeah, the
2: yeah. talk stalled It stalled yeah they, they didn't they didn't uh, cause didn't. Fox is looking to sell their entertainment part they're looking to go more into news and sports no shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're not yeah. they're, cause their movie. I don't think their movies have been doing I, it I, I don't well. know the scene where he's, yeah. on,
0: the, he's on the animus and, and all Fox that shit Fox movies have
1: barely been making it by and then Fantastic Four is fucking got awful the best thing they got is Deadpool <laughs> anyway. yeah I, I'm
0: thinking the whole time he's on the machine somebody on Fox is coming up on screen like
1: huh? Uh, Magneto from uh, X-Men he's got the arm the metal uh,
0: uh, is he controlling him or is he controlling it (laughs) Uh.
1: yeah yeah so that yeah that animus thanks for bringing us back to that shit yeah you're welcome that was uh, that was some of the dumbest stuff in the movie too but um, unless you have anything else let's pull up um, let me pull up the budget again should,
2: just in history note we're waiting on that Christopher Columbus was a huge douche right. in actuality yeah
1: he was mm-hmm. there was a in fact we didn't know South Park do a whole episode like Randy Marsh They were celebrating Columbus Day but yeah yeah like, well like you you he know. celebrated it every day and he dressed up like Columbus being and a douchebag and by. now like he's running around like Christopher Columbus is terrible and he like runs up and starts throwing out statues But then they find out that he's actually secretly a Christopher Columbus, like, lover. Like, he always dressed up as him every Halloween or some shit. (laughs) It it was kind of funny. And um, there's something with that. Yeah. They had a scene in there where he was, like... He was trying to make everybody believe he was Native American. So he got some Native American dude, and he, like, tongue-kissed him. So then when they went to go take the DNA... He was like trying to get the Indian dude spit in his mouth oh, so lie. they would take the Indian dude's DNA with it. So it'd be like he's Indian. he like, see, I can't hate my own people, right? Like, yeah. And like it didn't work. But the Indian dude like kept coming back because like he was in love with Randy now. <laughs> so then Randy was dressed up in Christopher Columbus gear for whatever reason, he ended up with it. And he got mad and chased the Indian dude out and started kicking him. And then some guy stopped with his phone and took pictures. <laughs> and then Randy was like, don't post that to Instagram. Didn't do it.
0: good. Didn't, the, went, the, <laughs> didn't the first season, they did something similar with that with Cartman?
1: Um,
0: where he thought that, uh, that the, uh, the chief slept with his mom, so he thought he was Native American. Um, he's, like, You're, he's like, kid, your so. mom is what we call Bear with Y Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa Wolf who cannot keep her legs closed. Yeah. Your mom's a slut dude.
1: <laughs> um so the budget on this movie. The budget was a hundred and twenty five million, which is actually a pretty good budget. Distributor, yeah. yeah it not, was not not
0: Avengers decent.
1: No, but it's but pretty it's, much a decent one. no, that's a pretty good budget, man. Yeah. And there's had some decent actors in there too, you know. So um Yeah, you had
0: Magneto, Talia, and you had um Simon Gruber.
1: Yep, there you go. The trifecta makes any movie mediocre. Um, domestic total gross, it only made 54 million. So it flopped here, but in the foreign markets, it made 186 million. So worldwide, it pulled in 240 million dollars.
2: Yeah, because everybody else be has yeah. got lower standards you know? yeah, yeah, so than yeah. us.
1: I don't know what the marketing is, but I would assume that could probably cover the marketing budget. So, I mean, it made back some money. It but also, money.
0: what what came around that time with Assassin's Creed? I
1: don't remember. Star Wars. Oh, it did come around the same time because it was yeah. 2016. Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue 1229 One. was um, Rogue One. And this movie's like, who the, fu- who the fuck's going to see Assassin's Creed when Rogue One's out? like that's exactly. it was set but you know what with that in mind not bad nah. like I don't think it's bad worldwide it pulled 240 million like it may not have been what they wanted yeah, they They
2: almost got doubled their production production. By yeah that.
1: they got doubled their production
2: back plus a little
1: more hmm. and like they set it up for a sequel and honestly I think if they could actually do a good sequel the only problem I think with this movie was writing that's the biggest problem. I think yeah. if they were to get some different writers and just focus more on character development and focus on an interesting story with that, and then give us these good fight scenes with it, you can have something here. Yeah. Just you try to do too much. The I think you scale it back, focus on a couple of characters, and you roll with that. That's the best way to handle that movie, I think. Um, let's see. Now we'll go into our IMDb trivia and then we'll rate this movie and shut this shit down. Um, oops, that's not the trivia. That's it here. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. All right, now XL advertisements. The film features the highest free fall performed by a stuntman in almost 35 years. The stuntman is Damian Walters, and he performed a free fall from 125 feet, which is, yeah, that's big. Yeah. Which lasts almost three seconds with a 61-mile-per-hour impact speed. Michael Fassbender and... Ariane Labed did 95% of the fights in the film.
0: So that, That's how you get more parts these days in Hollywood. Yeah. If you're can. able to physically do some of the stuff. From that, and that it saves money yeah. on production trying yeah. to hire all these stuntmen.
2: Yeah, yeah, it does. I always thought studios were kind of finicky because don't they ensure their actors in case they get hurt and shit?
0: They do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, but,
0: they, but it's really just their personal choice. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's offered to them if they want to do
1: it. If not, get a stop man. Yeah. Uh, Michael Fassbender's... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Cal's father, Joseph, is played by Brendan Gleeson. And the young Joseph, who killed his wife, that was when it was years ago, It was played by Brian Gleeson, who was actually Brendan's son. So they actually had a son and dad play the past and future self. So that's kind of interesting. With a twist. With a twist. Um, Ubisoft gave the prop makers detailed list of every weapon ever made for the games. And some of those popped up. Like the blades the assassins head was the big one. And those were pretty dope. I liked the way they were used. I liked the way they were handled. It was good. Um, the assassins' costumes took two to three months to make and were all handcrafted. There are eight versions of each costume. Wow. With an entire costume team devoted to each of the assassins. Eighty percent of the film, including stunts, extras, and locations, were shot on camera without using CGI.
2: Yeah, that's one of the things I actually did like about this movie. Is like it seemed like the cinematography and like a lot of the stuff so it, it was mo- really well shot. That's
0: where most of the budget went.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, 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 like this movie could have been so good. And honestly, and I think we made this comment in the last recording, like coming off of like uh, Alone in the Dark One and Alone in the Dark Two. Like, Uvi Boland. This was a refreshing breath of fresh air. Like, this. I'm not mad about this movie. I, I don't think it's bad. Like, some of the reviews I've seen people shitting on it so hard and, like.
0: Yeah, w- w- with us coming from Uvi Boland. Yeah. With everything over there being uninterest- and uninteresting. <clears throat> uninteresting. Uninteresting. There you go. Everything over here that's uninteresting is easily forgivable. Yeah. Because yeah. coming through. I mean. If we didn't go to Ovi Bowl Land, we can feel slightly different about it. Probably
1: more, more jaded. Yeah.
0: Right. But I think, as you said, it's a breath of fresh air.
1: Yeah. Because yeah.
0: we just we just got an ass pounding on, on that ride. Yeah. And this one's just like, all right, let's I don't feel like vomiting this time, so let's kinda of go on a slower ride.
1: <laughs> and this <Yeah>. actually goes <laughs> to your point on this next one. Director Justin Cruzel didn't want to show assassins as heroes and Templars as villains, or the opposite, because both ideologies can't be clearly called wrong or right, and both of them can be corrupted. They can go to extremes. Anarchy for assassins, control for Templars.
2: I mean, I guess. that's a. I mean, it could go, but I mean, I don't know. I just kind of feel like he kind of injected his own opinion into that.
1: Fassbender was attracted to the project because he wanted to do a fantasy film that was rooted in science and also thought the idea of Templars versus Assassins was intriguing which
2: it is yeah it's it's an interesting concept
1: it says it's one of the producers so uh, Michael Fassbender actually produced this movie and lobbied for Justin Cruzell to direct Following the work of their uh, the Macbeth movie he did in twenty fifteen,
2: so that's why I felt like I was watching a uh, Elizabethan area play.
1: Well, and that's why Marion uh, Cotillard, who played uh, uh, Tayaal Ghoul in Batman: Dark Knight Rises, came back because uh, Fastburner also chose for her to come back and co star, mm-hmm. and she did work with that director Justin Cruzell. Um, this one's is, is a shocker.
2: That makes me wonder what the reviews on that movie were. When,
1: oh, okay, so... Like the, oh, he was hired by Ubisoft? So, okay, so they say the actor Michael Fassbender never played any of the nine games in the series until just before filming commenced. He didn't even know the games existed until he was hired by
2: Ubisoft. So I guess Ubisoft... Approached him about making these uh, movies? I guess
1: they wanted to make the movies and they did this? Okay. So they, I mean, they used Fox as a way to distribute it. They were distributors of the movie, but I guess... It was maybe funded they, and produced what, by What Ubisoft? happened
0: was Ubisoft saw Michael Fassbender's uh, other co-star, Michael Flassenbender, and they're just like, we we want those two on screen. Yeah. So now they got him and his dick. There you go.
1: Um, yeah, so this one, they kind of say the screenplay was written specifically for the purpose of the movie, different from the games, but still kind of followed the main thing. We, we, we noticed that. Thank you for that Uh, that's not really that big of a deal they say that the historical sentence uh, sequences that were set in 15th century Spain were shot in Spanish language according to Justin Cruzel they tried to do them in English first but the decision about Spanish was too obvious and good and it adds to exoticness and richness of the film
2: I don't, I don't really feel like it because of the rest of everything else. I
1: it's, mean, even in the games, everything's in English. I mean, yeah. I think they could have did it in English. It wouldn't have hurt. But I, you, but you know what made it okay to do it in Spanish? They didn't have much. It wasn't much on that other side. Yeah. It was small segments, and it was mostly fighting scenes. So nobody was saying anything. So the little bit of dialogue they had, it really wasn't that bad to read. So I think this next one you guys are going to want to read. Okay. Marion Cotillard, you say her name? Talia Tali told Cotillard. French magazine Studios Center Live in May 2016 that she was on the set of From the Land of the Moon 2016. She received a new version of the script for Assassin's Creed and discovered that her character, and by extension the film, no longer corresponded to what she had loved. So she called director Justin Cruzell, and he fully agreed with her disagreements. For fifteen days, Cruzell, Michael Fassbender, and oh my god, they reworked the whole fucking script. Yeah, exactly. that's probably why it fucking sucks now. Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah. They, so the so director
1: what? and the two main actors took a script that writers did, and they rewrote it all on the basis that fucking Taya Ghul did Didn't, not like her character. What anymore. a twist. Well, oh she she God. is the
2: she is the fucking leader of the League of Assassins. She is to. the villain. Yeah. yeah, Taya
1: Ghoul fucking destroyed it. Like she tries to destroy Gotham City, you bitch. <laughs> While portraying Aguilar De Nera, uh the protagonist of the past timeline, Michael Fassbender wore brown contact lenses creating an alienating effect to the outward world and achieving the subtle difference between him and Callum Lynch, the protagonist of the present timeline. Uh, damn Aguilar's costume is made of 6,000 beads all manually sewn that's some that's some work and detail into this movie uh, they say Michael Fassbender was um, Ubisoft's first choice to play the franchise's iconic lead uh, it is according to jean Julian Baronet CEO of Paris-based Ubisoft Motion Pictures Now, they also said that Ubisoft's upcoming film adaptions will follow the same plot as their respective games, but will instead focus on telling new stories parallel to those games. So I guess they're going to scrap trying to follow off of this movie and just do movies now based off the games. So it's pretty
0: much doing like the games.
1: Hmm. I wonder if they're gonna do more. I mean, it made its money back plus some. I mean, I, I guess it'd be worth diving in that pond again. Yeah. But they, I hope they better have something good because it'll tank. And then don't release it next to Star Wars either. That's also a bad idea. Like, like Justice League. Uh, yeah, but Justice League is coming out a few weeks before, right?
0: Yeah, but uh, Star Wars would be like not even a
1: month behind. Yeah, but that's fine. These movies, the first two weeks, they're gonna get what they get third or fourth week are like eh and after that it's done. As long as you got a good three weeks before big mo- another big movie I think you're fine. Um, Michael Fassbender uh, yeah he actively participated in the film's post-production including editing. Uh, let's see. I think Why would called- it be a superhuman film? Superhero. They say Cruzel wanted to be a superhero, didn't want it to feel like a superhero film. He wanted to embrace what it is to be human. But I mean like that didn't really come through as much either. There wasn't much character development at all to make you feel anything for any character, human or not.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not like you sat there and you pretty much supported everything he did.
1: Let's see. Um, some of the stuff, not that big. Let's see if there's anything more interesting, Let's keep it as real as possible.
2: Wait, look look at that one right there. Robert Downey Jr. was rumored to appear as Leonardo da Vinci.
1: Oh, shit. Really, huh? Well, that, that was just probably a stupid rumor. Yeah. He'd be expensive to get in there just for like a quick, like, you know, oh, I'm mm-hmm. Leonardo da Vinci, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: During, uh, different difference from the old days, all he had to do is just have a line of cocaine and then he'll do it.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think. Okay, this is during one of the chase scenes where Jeddah is pursuing Aguilar and Maria. A soldier is knocked off a wall and lands in a pile of hay. In Assassin's Creed game... Oh, no, nobody gives a shit about that. No shit. They land in
2: hay. Yeah, they, they use hay to break their fall during Leaps of Faith.
1: Okay, so they said that uh, Abstergo mm-hmm. CEO, Alan Riken, who briefly appeared in the... So he appeared in the first Assassin's Creed game. So he actually was somebody from the game but okay. only like briefly. That's why But I mean, everybody else is like new characters and new yeah. stuff. Um,
0: look, look what made a cameo in the movie.
1: Oh. In the scene where the Animus is shown for the first time you can see the Animus 2.0 using Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood video games in the background over Cal's shoulder. Why didn't you just use that one then? Yeah. What I mean, a fuck about the one where you have to act out your fucking memories? Dipshit. Oh, wow. They actually had two hours and 20 minutes of shit. And then they reduced it down to an hour and 48. See, I wonder if that that is like 40 minutes of movie gone. Gone,
2: yeah. And Wouldn't they made have made it been, better? Yeah.
1: That could have been all the character development and all the shit that could have made these more, characters interesting. More
0: scenes in the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah,
1: like... Uh, they should have left it in especially with all these superhero movies that's an average time and if you have an interesting like if those 40 minutes added interesting details to the characters may not have been a bad movie you know so yeah I don't know what that choice was all about um mm, no, I don't care about that uh not that one but that one right there which one
0: the the top one you know, this, or so, is it Michael Fassbender puts the
1: themes of the film to the... Oh, Michael Fassman that puts the themes of the film to the contrary of Star Wars, in which there's a dark side and a light side, where this movie is also very ambiguous morally, both of the sides. The Templars and the Assassins are hypocritical at certain points, and they're not clear-cut good and bad characters. From this point of view, the film is a little more proactive for an audience because it doesn't tell people to which character they should empathize and to which, yeah... I mean, they did do that, but again, if you don't give a shit about the characters, then that, what you're achieving, has no effect. Yeah. Because you just don't give a shit. So that, that's the problem with it. Um, oh, they actually were going to use Sony Entertainment, and then they went to 20th Century Fox. So maybe that's where the octopus arm came from. Yeah, they, see, I knew it was on the something. There you go. They did work with Sony at first, and then they're like, fuck it, let's go to Fox.
2: But before they left, they took freaking Dr. Octopus's arm and was like, let's use this for the animus.
0: Let, let, let's just leave like two of them.
1: Oh, wait. This mm-hmm. was My, Michael, Michael Fassbender's second role in a video game franchise. He previously provided the voice of King Logan in Fable 3. So he must have just did the voice of the game. Okay. He did the voice. All right. Um, let's see. I think that's probably about it. A lot of this stuff is just a little bit of uh, dumb stuff. Did you know? Uh, did
0: you know about this
1: actor? Yeah, no. Yeah, nobody cares about that. I just want to see if there's anything interesting that's actually to the movie and with the game a little bit. This is a uh, no,
2: no, um, no. Olivia Munn expressed interest in appearing in the film.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> She would have been good in it too. I mean, yeah. but I mean, the actresses and actors they got in there were great in it too. So who's that? who the hell's Olivia Moon? You know who that is? She was, um, Psylocke in the X Men movie. Um, Apocalypse. She was. She used to be on the G Four channel, I think. Right? She did a lot of video game commentating stuff. I think too. Right. Yeah, Wait, it right were, are we it's talking about
0: a... the new X-Men Apocalypse that I didn't see? Yeah, yeah, that one. Okay. But, I
1: mean, the commercials had the Psylocke chick, and that was her. They did they really, show her. They never really there. knew her name. Yeah, that's fine. They didn't have to. Nobody cares. Douchebags. <laughs> Life's <laughs> <laughs> crazy.
2: Crazy for feeling <laughs> 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 so What's going to try pull their bitch around, bro? It's not, it's not coming up.
1: It's uh, not, not a big deal. Um, let's go ahead and get to uh, rating this movie. So, uh, Kevin, why don't you go ahead and we can shut this shit down.
2: Uh, I mean, like it wasn't too bad. I was more upset about what this movie could have been than what it, what it actually was. So, I'm going to say I lost two lives. Okay. What about you?
0: Um, I could pretty much... Uh... That's her.
2: Oh. Yeah. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. What were we talking about again? There you go. You're right in the movie, douchebag.
0: Oh. Well, I, I I think I gained two lives watching that bitch right there. Oh, I didn't oh. Really show you oh.
1: anything but just simple pictures of her, but okay. Well, is there more?
0: Well, you can go find it. Fair enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think she might have had some nude scenes somewhere. Porn up,
0: here I come. There you go. Um, I'm pretty much going to bounce off of what he said but also I'm going to have to lose another life due to me coming into this not playing the games so it's not like I really took an interest in this movie Um, so i lose about three.
1: You lost three, you lost two. I'm going to say I lost one. I mean I enjoyed it to an extent like it wasn't the best and I, it's definitely lost a life you know like I definitely wouldn't say I didn't lose any and I definitely wouldn't say I gained a life but uh you know one life down um i think part of it is because coming off of alone in the dark one and two this gave me a boost up it was a better movie to watch um there was some great fight scenes there was a lot of callbacks to the game and me playing a good bit of the games at least the first couple of games the first four like i have a knowledge of the game and the lore of the game and they did respect the lore of the game pretty well. And there was a lot of things that I was like, damn, that's like just from the game when he's like climbing over the buildings and stuff like that. And
0: Wait, if, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't both Alone in the Dark movies game over for
2: us? Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, it was game over for... Yeah, before, both yeah. Alone in the Dark. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking
1: of uh, House of the Dead we lost too. Yeah. But yeah, Alone in the Dark, they were game overs. So. Damn. Yeah. Wow, we really took an ass-pounding. Yep so Somebody. this one was yeah. a little bit it was a little better it was nicer nicer to go down this road so um, I mean
0: even though I, I only have two lives left it's, uh, it's still not saying that this is a bad movie yeah it's it's still it's it's pretty decent pretty nice to watch and it it looks fantastic
1: yeah it's good and no problems yeah um so one life two lives and you three lives down well that's it thanks for listening um a Who's Next Podcast? Uh, we'll go whosnextgaming.com, excuse me. Um, our next episode will be from Who's Next Podcast. We are going to be talking about violence in games. We're going to talk about like just some of the games over the years. I think I want to play actually some audio from the Senate hearings that they had in the 90s. And just a little bit of the discussion topics they were having back then that I think we can still have today. And that can be you know interesting and different things to look at. Um. So if you want to tune in for that, find us next week on there. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this episode's gonna come out first. I think this one, the Who's Next, will come out after this, and then we're kicking off a new uh, thing. It'll be under the Who's Next podcast, but it'll be uh, Press Pause. So Press Pause is gonna be me, and you've heard him a few times on the podcast previously. You got Jerome. He's in the artwork for us and all that. He's a good friend of mine. We talk a lot. And uh, Jerome and I were... When we were doing comics, we always talked about doing a podcast thing together. So we're going to try and do one. And this one is not going to really be about games. So that's why it's press pause. And it's going to be... And we're going to stop doing the uh, Waking Up to the Real World segment and just keep the game stuff, just game stuff and fun stuff. And... This though will be like press pause and we'll wake up. Mean like we're gonna be talking about just anything. Now we'll talk about maybe some movies and we might even get into games occasionally. But it's more gonna be focused on just like what's happening now, what's happening in the news. Uh, one of the things I think we're gonna talk about is white people fucking up. So with all these rapes in Hollywood and all this shit, that like every time I click on the news. I think we just saw. Uh, was it the actor who played George Dekay? Yeah, uh, okay, him. George yeah, Kay. he's now Weinstein. he's now getting pointed at as raping a, uh, a young man uh, back on the on Star Trek. Yeah, yeah so, Kevin
2: Spacey, which he was like, you know, well you had
1: Kevin Spacey, Kevin Char- Spacey, Kevin Spacey, Charlie Sheen raped Char- um, 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 what's his name in the eighties? Um, the guy who's the Lost Boys guy. The main guy. He played the voice of Donatello. Oh, uh, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman? Corey Hames. They're saying that on the set of Lucas, Charlie Sheen raped Corey Hames. What? That's come out now. So Corey Hame got raised by Charlie Sheen? Raped. Yes. What? Like sodomized. Like, what? fuck. I happened. mean, I mean, yeah,
0: we can say it all kinds of different ways. Yeah. Fudge packed, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, want to okay. do it. I
1: don't know what happened. It sounds terrible. I don't want to make light of some of this stuff too much. Um, it's, it's it's awful. We will talk about it on press pause to an extent um, with some other stuff. We do try to keep things more on the light side. But at the same time, I do try to be respectful of some of this stuff going on because it's wild shit. Louis C.K. has also got hit with it too the um, big comedian so white people fucking up around here man I don't know what's going on uh, but anyways um, uh, check that out maybe you like it something different it's gonna be from gamers you know a drone a little bit of a game more of a comics nerd type thing but um, you know check us out if you like it great if you don't you know let me know and um it'll be something we do maybe once a month or something I might air those episodes out so uh, I don't know yet. We'll see the frequency of it. Maybe I just might do bonus episodes on it. I don't know. Um, but thanks, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for being part of it. Hope y'all enjoyed us breaking down Assassin's Creed and getting into this shit. We recorded it twice just for you because our first recording had a crazy buzzing sound all throughout. So hope y'all appreciate what we try and do to give y'all the best quality that we can. So um, Yeah, because we love many, all of you. Yep. And if you have any questions, comments, hit us up. Who's NextGaming.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm on all those. There's links to all those on the website. Who's next Who's Next Gaming? Check us out. Peace.